everybody this is jennifer we're keeping it real uh with the royal sisters um i just wanted to come here and share with you guys um i know we are a little late but um autism awareness month is in the month of april and we are late but it doesn't matter we wanted to come in and bring some awareness to the situation um we have some stories uh, to share with you some friends that have children with autism. I personally, myself, excuse me, have uh, family members. My nephew Alexis has autism. I have two more cousins with autism. One of them is going to share their story um, with us. Um, one out of 68 children have autism. That means that one in every classroom has autism. Me personally have dealt with children in aut with autism in my childcare um, and I've had the privilege to work with some very smart children. Um, it's challenging, it's a handful, uh, but with a little help, advice, therapies and so on, it's doable. Um, so please uh, stay tuned, watch our episode on autism awareness, three stories, um, a little bit of everything, how they found out um, about their children having autism, a little advice um, and hopefully this helps anybody out there it helps them out um, I know it's hard to accept that your child might have autism but maybe this could help you and it could help you to know that you are not alone okay so thank you for watching My name is Jessica. Um, this is my son Michael. He's 16 years old and he is on the autism spectrum. Um, autism spectrum. He does have autism spectrum disorder. Hi, my name is Jadi. Uh, my daughter's name is Gabriela and she's 11 years old. He was diagnosed at five years old. Um, so um, my child was diagnosed when he was four years old. Um, my daughter was about eight or nine when she first got diagnosed with uh, ADHD. Uh, she was also diagnosed with bipolar depression. Um, started seeing signs before five though I would say probably around one what? where were the signs that we saw um, well he wasn't meeting his milestones um, Michael is a twin uh, he has a twin brother named Ethan uh, he also has uh, two younger brothers um, his younger brother Christian is 15 and his younger brother Aaron is 13 he'll be 14 soon so they're all around the, the same age um, when Michael wasn't meeting his milestones, we did take him to the pediatrician and the pediatrician did say that we couldn't compare him to his twin because uh, kids learn at different rates and they're just different and one twin is always going to excel more than the other one so we shouldn't compare but as time went on we did notice um, that he was doing things that were not uh, that were a little bit out of the ordinary for a child his age. He was lining things up. Um, he loved to watch things spin. Uh, he had a routine. Um, 
he needed like a certain combination of lights on and off. Uh, once the routine was broken, it was not a good time for him. He would flap his little hands if he would get upset. Um, it was just um, certain things that he would eat and not eat. Um, a lot of repetition with him. He was very smart. He was very good with puzzles um, as he got into preschool. He is very good with um, spelling and reading. Um, excellent with those started things. seeing signs. We didn't really know what it was, um, but we didn't notice that there was some type of delays um, when he was about one because they, he wasn't really um, saying certain words. Um, he was already um, walking and running, but he wasn't saying certain words. So um, we started um, taking him to the doctor, giving him like our concerns and everything. And um, we started there. We started at one years old, he started having um, speech therapy. We started seeing signs at a very early age. Um, you know, the, the mood swings, the lashing out. Um, the uh you know hyperness and uh also the short attention span um when we brought the the concerns to her pediatrician uh they, it was just always like oh she's young you know kids do that um they'll grow out of it stuff like that and that um you know she was too young to to get tested you know for for any kind of autism so um about second or third grade her teachers started you know noticed um thing you know similar uh symptoms that we had noticed and so that's when we my husband and i went ahead and and took the step to getting her tested and and so forth and when we got What's the first thing you did when your child was diagnosed? Well, first thing we did when Michael was diagnosed was uh, I went to the appointment uh, by myself with Michael um, and my husband was working uh, and I cried, honestly, I did. I cried because I was afraid of the unknown. I was uh, afraid of just not knowing what was next, you know, but um, I allowed myself that day to cry and I called my husband and I told him and then I immediately went to work after that. The next day it was, what do I do to help him? What do I do to, um, that's gonna help make his life easier? And um, immediately we got him into his therapies which were speech therapy, occupational therapy. He did do some ABA therapy and he did uh, some physical therapy for a little bit. Um, and it was a sacrifice. It was a huge sacrifice, um, you know, having a lot of children, uh, having to take them with me um, every time Michael had his therapies. Um, but First it was thing that I did when he was diagnosed, um, it really didn't shock me because I kind of knew that something was going on, but um, it was, um, it took me like some time to accept it. Um, I'm a person of faith, so I knew my child was special, but I really, uh, I didn't want to accept a diagnosis. So um, I said, you know what? He doesn't have it. He doesn't have it. He doesn't have it. But um, when I accepted 
that was the first thing that I had to do. It was acceptance. Um, once I accepted that, I said, how can I help my child? The official diagnosis, it, I could tell it really, really just hurt. It crushed my daughter, you know, and we immediately embraced her and said, this does not change how we feel about you, how we view you, and we love you. You know, we will get through this together. And that uh, my husband and I even shared our own personal uh, diagnosis of things and said, you know, we may not have this, the same thing, but, you know, we will get through it together and we can uh, relate and understand that, you know, we all have challenges. Nobody's perfect, but we're strong. This is going to, you know, we're going to be strong and we're going to get through it together. What annoying questions do you get asked about autism? Honestly, I don't think I really have thought of a question being as annoying. I think people are just genuinely want to know um, about autism. Um, and I'm glad I welcome questions because I think that it's important for people to be educated on something that they don't know a lot about. Uh, Michael, do you have any annoying questions that people have asked? Uh, not really. Uh... I mean, when I was uh, asked uh, about uh, if I'm autistic or anything or about my uh, autism, it never was really annoying, even even up to this day, you know, people would ask me why. It would mostly just be, you know, why do I have, no, well, not why do I have it, so I'm sorry. Uh, it would be more like a, they want to learn more about autism. A little tongue-tied a lot of people are different um these kids are very different each they have their own personality um so every every um case is treated differently because they're so different so i think that annoying questions are like what is the process how do you do this how do you do that there's really not like a step-by-step -step process. You as a parent have to um, kind of find the right pediatrician um, to kind of help you with the process of going um, to the neurologist to do the right exams, um, to go to the psychologist, to go to the psychiatrist if necessary, um, and just try to help your child with the therapies that they, um, that they need as much as, as you can. Um, so really um, annoying questions are like, how do you deal with this? Um, and how do you deal with that? How do you, you know, like to me, that's like, it's your child. You just have to, you know, um, look for the resources that they need no matter what. Very fortunate that we've never had to deal with annoying questions or, or ignorant questions. Um, you know, our friends and family have been very supportive. They're like, you know, uh, more it's more worry like what can we do to help and and stuff like that um teachers you know same thing so we've been very fortunate in that aspect um what are the most challenging aspects uh as a parent of a child with autism I would have to say um, communication. Uh, when Michael was younger, it was difficult for us to communicate with him, um, one, due to his lack of speech. But another thing is um, typically uh, children and adults with autism, uh, they process information differently. So my husband and I would have to come up with different ways 
to explain things um, so that Michael would be able to better understand uh, what we were trying to say and vice versa too. You know, when Michael would try to say something to us, we couldn't always understand. Michael, do you want to add to that? Yeah, so, so adding on to what she said, she's absolutely right. No, people didn't really understand me that much and usually doing my own thing and for uh, that think that was the case with my home life as well as my school life you know when I go to school my my classmates wouldn't really understand me so it was kind of hard to uh, make friends because they didn't get what I was trying to do and they weren't really used to how I acted and how I uh, how we behaved. It's challenges when you're a parent um, I think that having a uh, child with autism um, to me has been um, it's not like it has been like a bad experience but it's not like it it's either have been like oh it's been a great experience it's just it just happened and let's just deal with it you know um again how can we help the kid um let's just get it done to me that's the attitude um you have to accept it and then you have to look for ways to help your kid grow um and um to me that is like the most important thing um so it, it is challenging um at the same time because um a lot of people um tend to like especially when they're little little kids um they tend to like look at you different or they might not want to invite you because your child or they might not want to invite you to a special event because you know your child has you know if, if your child is adhd you know he's kind of hyper and um he might not or might have a social issue with other kids and and you know you start seeing people um step away from you a little bit and that's okay that's okay because um that's that's just one of the challenges so it's all good in the neighborhood like people say um, one of i believe for me personally one of the biggest challenges with a child with autism is um when my daughter asks why why is she the one having to deal with this why does she have this and it breaks my heart because i don't have the answer um i can just always just reassure her that she's not alone there are many people many children who deal with this um we've had family members her own father too um has had um the bipolar depression um you know um it doesn't define her or who she is um she's you know still a strong person she's beautiful she is uh an all-around just in our eyes just an amazing amazing person um so uh, that is one of the biggest challenges and then because this is our first time you know dealing with a situation like this we're learning as our daughter's learning so it's not like we you know have all the answers you know of how to deal with certain situations because i know for, personally for me it's been very frustrating um and you know um because I at times don't know how to deal with my daughter's outbursts. I take it personal sometimes and my husband's constantly telling me, you know, don't take it personal, you know, but it's so hard um, because I feel um, helpless or I feel like I'm doing a bad job. I'm not, I'm not being a good mother um, because I don't know how to 
bring help bring my daughter down um so it's very challenging you know it's very draining emotionally um and physically and mentally and it's uh you know we don't always have the answers and you know there's not a book <laughs> there's not anything that can help you prepare for this kind of situation or know how to deal with it uh been the most rewarding aspects i think been extremely rewarding um the sacrifices that were made to get him to his therapies i think that's extremely important when a child is diagnosed with autism uh whether they like it or not they need that therapy to be able to excel um and to move forward and to become independent uh as an adult i've learned so much from michael and uh, I've learned how to be a better person um, and you know it does take a lot of patience um, I wasn't always the most patient but I did try and it's difficult to be uh, you know, patient um, when you have a life you have kids you have a job you have things uh, going around but I did try my very best to explain things the best that I could and you know, to try to make things uh, the best for Michael without making it easy for him, I guess you can say. I think it's important, uh, at least for Michael, um, it was important for my husband and I to not make things easy for him. You know, making things easy, you know, that's not reality. I think that us making him a little bit uncomfortable helped him develop and become the young man that he is today. Do you want to add to that? Yeah, so there's definitely a lot of rewarding things about, uh, about being autistic. I have a lot of, uh, a lot of talents and uh, abilities that mm -hmm. uh, my brothers don't have. And uh, I've definitely come a long way since, uh, since I was diagnosed with autism. You know, I've had, of course, mm -hmm. uh, like uh, she was saying earlier, uh, I have gotten a lot of therapy. I was there, but uh, with uh, uh, like therapy, I also uh, I also had uh, I also had a lot of experience in the in the real world, and uh, I really picked up on uh, surroundings. I picked up like on like how kids usually acted at school, and I began to uh, correct myself in uh, how I acted and tried not to. Uh, Try not to act, you know, very socially awkward. So yeah, definitely come a long way. And mm -hmm. autism really has its rewarding aspect. You can, autistic kids can, like me, can definitely learn a lot, a lot of stuff and uh, get ahead if they, uh, if they wanted to. Mm -hmm. That's true, um, Michael. Um, and this isn't the the same with all kids who are autistic. Uh, but, you know, a lot of them are, a lot of autistic uh, children or um, adults uh, hyper-focus on something. And Michael did hyper-focus on things in the past. Um, now he is very, very, very good with maps, at reading maps, drawing maps. Um, he's very good. He's like a human GPS. My GPS isn't working. I just 
hope that Michael's with me and ask him. Yeah, I know, I know my way around. Yes. Uh, a, a lot of places. I just recently moved to a new area, so I'm still trying to get used to all the the roads and like mm -hmm. the the highways and the restaurants and the stores and stuff mm -hmm. where they and where they are rewarding it has been super rewarding because especially when you have a high functioning kid and you see where they were and where they are right now it's like amazing it's amazing um to see um how rewarding it is as a parent um, to see like, wow, he, he really had this issue and now he doesn't have that anymore. Um, one of the things, um, for example, was um, to see um, his uh, problems with writing um, and he started um, with some therapies for that. He was taking occupational therapy. Now he's in third grade, he's going to fourth grade and he doesn't need that anymore he doesn't he was taken out of occupational because he's doing so great he writes excellent and um, when you see a child that doesn't say a word when he's three years old and seeing him now that's he's nine years old and he doesn't shut up <laughs> that is rewarding because now you see the progress um, and where he was and where he is now and it's so important for people to um to understand that our children are not contagious like they're not disabled that where they can't know our kids yeah they they may be going through something neuro neurologically and may need some some help and something but they are strong and very determined and very capable um i think that some people have this notion that children with autism are just you know can't you know, doing it for themselves, which is absolutely not the case. And, um, and for a parent. Uh, do you believe in the autism epidemic? Please explain why or why not. Um, yes and no. Um, I don't know, honestly, that's kind of a little tricky for me because I don't know if kids are being overly diagnosed or if they just weren't diagnosed before because it wasn't something common or what, but I do hope that any child who is, uh, or adult who is diagnosed would, um, you know, definitely get the care that they need. Do you wanna answer that, Michael? So, with the autism epidemic, I'm leaning on, Maybe not because the definition of autism and what it means to be autistic has definitely changed over the past, uh, like past hundred years. And uh, mm -hmm. for example, if you're to take a kid like me in the 19th century, they would have probably not diagnosed me with autism as something different. I'm not even sure autism even existed in 1800s. And, uh, but as time passed, uh, people started to understand autism more and more and more, and more kids began to become diagnosed with autism. And I'm, I'm, I'm not very positive than that. That that's linked to some sort of like people are just getting getting autism more than people in the past, or more people have autism more than kids in the past. I don't think that's true. And in the future, there will likely be a 
there would likely be a more broader and a more mainstream definition of uh, autism than we have today. There will probably be either, could go either way. There can be less kids diagnosed with autism maybe in the year 2050, or there could be more kids depending on what happens. The futures are predictable, so anything could happen. It's just a name. Um, back in the day when I was growing up, there was no autism. Doctors were not diagnosing people with, with autism. The autism, that name, that spectrum, just started like a few years ago. So when they said it to me, I was like, really? Like, it was something that was like, kind of like, how do you say that? It was kind of like, um, like, like when something is trending. So to me, that name, it's just like, like when when oh this person has cancer what do we do about it or this person has iron deficiency because nowadays there's a lot of people with iron deficiency and they do infusions um there's a lot of people with lupus i mean and now we have the coronavirus so to me autism was one of those that was trending and a lot of um doctors were starting to um, seeing those type of behaviors and seeing those type of things and just call it under the same, put it under the same umbrella and under the same spectrum. So to me, um, it's just, you know, it's, I have mixed feelings about it, but to me, it's a behavior that, um, that can be changed. Um, and I believe that this is, this, the art, the, uh, you know, autism epidemic is very real. And what I mean by that is that it is not something that people feel that certain, you know, it's just a, a small thing. No, it's, it's a lot more than people realize. And I think that, um, I think some, sometimes I feel some parents are scared to even think that, no, you know, autism, like something's like they're, they're like if their child is damaged, um, and that's not the case. Um, you know, it's it's very much uh, something that it, it's it's it is challenging, and that um, it's not as uncommon as people like to or people believe. Because um, I know some people that I've seen their kids uh, the way they act. I'm like, hey, you should probably get you know looking to get tested. Like it's not. It's not a big deal you know it's it's something that it's common and it's something that uh people need to be made aware of what would you like the world to know about autism so i'd like to know no what i'm sorry what i'd like the world to know about uh about autism is that uh it's it's not it's not really anything to be ashamed of like mm -hmm. and uh, in autism it's it's not you know it's not what people think it is you know it's not like some sort of like burden on your life unless unless you let the bad aspects of autism control your life then you you really have a you won't really have a tough time with uh, dealing with autism as long as you like break out of all these uh all the bad habits and embrace the the good habits you know that's what that's what i did and where i am now i mean i am mm -hmm. 
I got far. I got pretty far. You got very far. I think that everybody's different. All the kids are different. Um, and you just learn how to live um, with someone that has a disability, regardless if it's autism, whatever it is, you live, um, you learn how to treat it, you learn how to live with it. And at the end of the day, if you um, work um, with the doctors, the teachers, everybody in conjunction as a team, um, these kids can grow out of this. So to me, that is amazing. That's what I want the world to know is that these kids are amazing. These kids have so much potential. I already know adults that went through this. And, um, and right now I can see that when my child grows up, what kind of um, adult he's going to be. So to me, it's, it's amazing. Um, what's the best advice you would give a parent who has a child uh, recently diagnosed with autism? Okay, so I have a, uh, have a few points actually. The first point I'd like to make is don't, just don't ever, you know, don't ever shelter your kid from the real world. Like don't ever do that. Uh, for, and what I mean by that is like stuff like homeschooling your kid. Don't homeschool your kid if they are autistic because that'll just make their social life a lot worse in the mm -hmm. future and that'll make it a lot harder to socialize. If you put your kid in say like VBK or preschool at a at a very young age then they'll they'll end up uh, adapting to uh, the real world and their environment and what would also help is uh, taking taking your kid around taking your kid around or getting out of the house and taking your kid places so they can like know what the real world is like and as they get older you uh you, you explain to them these uh real world events and all all these events that are going on in the world and and yeah just to give them a little background on it mm -hmm. and i think the second point i would second advice i'd give is like i was saying earlier if you if you are autistic well if you're if you have if your friends or you have a child who has or a relative who has autism it it would be best if you you know just discourage discourage the the bad habits of autism for example like if you like see if you seem like quirky or like abnormal if you like do things and you know, it would be best to to like discourage those habits because it would really help their social life and uh, it will really help them socialize a lot better and they get they get a lot more friends and and as well as that you should also uh, encourage and encourage the good habits you know with uh, if you're like really talented in something or if you're like hyper well, I don't know about hyper focused maybe maybe not I don't know but uh, yeah just encourage the good habits and discourage the bad habits as a parent, um, I think I would tell a parent uh, to get your child the therapies that they need as soon as possible. Don't wait, don't um, put it on the back burner. Get them what they need, the help that they need as soon as possible and be diligent with those therapies because it's really gonna help them and it's really gonna make a difference for them in the future. Um, 
my husband and I tried to teach Michael uh, or treat Michael the same way that we taught our other kids. If he did something naughty that he wasn't supposed to, he was put in timeout like the other kids. Um, if he did something he wasn't supposed to in school, he had his privileges taken away, same as the other kids. So I think that that's important as well on this because I have seen I, I work for a school district and I see um, so many um, people that do not want to accept that their child has a disability this is a problem and you first have to accept accept it and take them to the doctor and give them your um, give them your concerns get the help you need get the right insurance, look things up on Google. Don't start calling people, asking them, oh, how do you do this, how do you do that, look it up. I looked it up for myself. I didn't call everybody and, and, and their mother to ask them, how do you do this, how do you do that. Yes, I did have some friends that had kids with the same issues, and yes, I got information, but I also did my own research and found my doctors and found um, the professionals to be able to help um, um, him out, get him the right therapies, not only um, depend on the school district to give you the resources that you need, but also get your private help um, with, with your private insurance that you have or the state insurance that you have or whatever type of insurance you have, um, try to get them the help they need because these kids need that. So the first thing that I would do, um, I would accept it and then I would say, how can I help my child be better for him to become someone that can take care of themselves in the future? Because that's all you need to think about. You need to think about what happens if I'm gone and what are they gonna do when they grow up? So my advice to you is, if you don't know, definitely look for help and um, look things up because there's a lot of information um look for signs and um talk to your provider about it gets you know that finds out that their child has autism take it one day at a time take one day at a time it is something that i still need to tell myself and it's okay educate yourself just let your child know that they are loved let them know that you know it doesn't define them and who they are um that yes, there will be challenges and we will get through them and and give them that courage, give them that strength and, you know, and everything will be okay. You know, um, we're going to get through it together. And I think that's the best thing um, that we all need to do is just support one another and be there for one another. And, and we'll, we'll, We'll all get through it together. Thank you so much for watching. I hope this helped somebody out. If you had any doubts, if you had any questions, if you felt like you were alone in the situation, I hope that you see that you're not alone. It's not easy. It's a challenge. It's doable. Um, and if you have any stories you would like to share with us, please go ahead and do so under um, our video. You're going to find links in how to get a hold of us. Um, and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Keeping It Real with the Royal Sisters, um, and our social media, it will be under there. So don't forget to subscribe, click on your notification, like our social media, and share with your friends. And if you have any topics, go ahead and share them with us. Thank you so much for watching. Love you all. And don't forget, always keep it real.